Just tuned in to another dope episode of the Hip Hop Spot Podcast with me, your host, Brown96. The Hip Hop Spot Podcast is where I interview inspiring entrepreneurs within the entertainment field. In today's special guest, episode number 67 is the homie Lobo from the Brown Berets in Oregon. Yo, the homie and I, we talk about a lot of really important topics. This conversation is really, really important to the person that, the Chicano out there that really wants to know more about, you know what I mean, the struggle that we come from and um, all the struggles that we're still continuing to see within the, you know, communities, the Latino communities, you know, Raza, Mexicanos, Chicanos, you know what I mean, the same issues that we've seen back in the 60s, 70s, we're still seeing them, even though some of these more, uh, you know, controversial things kind of get pushed under the rug and um, don't really see much of the light because they try to hush hush on that stuff but i see it and i know this is more out there that see this ish these issues that really are you know hit home now with no further delay i take you to the conversation that i have with the homie lobo here on the only podcast that keeps you motherfuckers motivated is the hip-hop spot podcast yeah 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 Cubele, Cubele, Raza, this Brown96 with another episode of the Hip Hop Spot Podcast. And on the line, we got a great leader in our communities. And uh, you want to introduce yourself, Carnal? Simon, Cubele, mi gente, this is Lobo Cicuenta, Cuatlachli, aquí in Oregon, representing for the gente, Cubele, mi gente. Mucho gusto, bro. Mucho gusto en conocerte, homie. Um, pues I'm over here in Cali, you know. Um, este, you want to go ahead and um, start off by um, talking about, you know what I mean, like where you grew up and um, your experience as a young one? Simón, Simón. So, originally, I'm from El Paso, Texas, El Chuco, Texas. Uh, interesting thing about El Chuco, the reason why they call it El Chuco is... You know, big up, shout out to all the veteranos from Cali, but folklore, <laughs> local folklore is that the Zusu Traje was actually developed and invented in El Paso. That's why they call it El Chuco, El Pachuco. Mm. So I'm from the border, Tejano, Chicano, El Paso, Texas. I uh, grew up there back in the 70s and 80s. In the 90s, went up through Cali, ended up here in Oregon. And uh, so, yeah, now I'm just living, trying to trying to organize the gente here in Oregon, man. Orale, bro, orale. Now, uh, <clears throat> as a youngster, though, um, you know, how was it growing up where you grew up? You know what I mean? Uh, what can you tell us about um, what you discovered as a young one? You know what I mean? When it comes to topics that it comes to, like, you know, ra uh, raza of race, you know what I mean? Did you encounter other races that kind of took you by surprise? But, you know, growing up in El Chuco back in the uh, in the 80s and 90s, uh, what ended up happening is, you know, Democrats, a lot of people think they're ultra-progressive, which most of them are, but, you know, Clinton brought in NAFTA, and literally the border area was a peaceful area. Once NAFTA came in, uh, a lot of businesses on both sides of the border took a dump, 
And then what's interesting is then you had the whole narco cultura come up and all the carteles. Mm -hmm. At that time, you know, as a youngster, I was gangbanging, you know, and uh, the first time I got sent to juvie um, in El Paso County, I actually met an old school brown beret. Like, we're talking like one of the original founding fathers. Mm. And unfortunately, that vato was on his way uh, to the Pinta, to the big time, to uh, La Tuna Correctional Facility. Mm. And I remember, you know, uh, he was like, he was like an older vato I, I looked up to, and he was like trying to educate me for like, mm. it's interesting. I just recently put a post on my IG that if you're an OG and you're misdirecting the hint, especially the young ones, mm. you're a fool. You shouldn't be leading them to death and prison and all that. Mm -hmm. And I think Homeboy was the epitome of that. Uh, he would try to like teach the youngsters and got us on the cell would like read to us we read occupied america oh, by like we read all this shit that we read the quran fucking Muslim shit like i mean we read some, some deep shit dog because that's all we had time for right and then you know play with what they're playing and all that shit because uh, i feel like he was like uh you know i'm on my way maybe i could just try to stir these youngsters and put some kind of good karma out there mm. so you know i was only in there for a few months when i got out i feel like i was awakened but it was interesting because i felt even though it also was like fucking 80 90 percent rasa i felt like i was the only one that was seeing shit mm. like for example i would go to a car show you know, and I'd be checking out all the hyenas, you know, it was back in the 90s and shit. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know, I'm looking at the car show. And then I remember seeing this dope-ass, like, mini truck. Like, matter of fact, it looked like that mini truck from maybe that loca, right? Like, the little till bed and all that shit. And I was like, damn, this is a fucking fine-ass ride. Suavecito, huh? And I remember, yeah, it had bombitas, it had V-class, yeah. it was all good. And I remember uh, taking some pictures, you know. And then I remember looking at the Blackas, and it was a vato from Juarez on the other side hmm. of the border. And I remember chopping it up with him, and uh, the homies I was with were like, nah, dog, nah, we don't kick it with Border Brothers, nah, fuck that fool. And I remember thinking, yo, what the fuck? Like, we're Chicanos, you motherfuckers are wearing dickies and flannels, so is homeboy, but because he's on the other side of the border, and he's paisano, y'all don't want to kick it with this fool? Hmm. Very interesting. It was a very interesting thing for me to experience, but at the same time, you know, I'll never forget going to Homeboy's house and chopping it up with him and helping him work on his ride. I also experienced it on the other side, you know, where fools would come by and they'd be like, yes, <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? They're like, who the fuck is this American, right? <laughs> so, you know, that's the thing, dog, is like the greatest, the greatest catastrophe we as Raso can do to ourselves is subdivide ourselves. Yo, we didn't learn shit from the Aztecs, dude. Mm. The fucking Aztecs, the Olmecs, the Chichimecs, the Toltecs. When the Spaniards came, they didn't get conquered by the Spaniards. We sucked ourselves up. Two things happened, dog. When the Spaniards came, they brought disease. Those motherfuckers were cochinos, dude. <laughs> they, were, they were pissing on each other in the castles in Spain. Like, they brought disease. So literally, as soon as they stepped foot, bam, there goes half of our raza, half of our indigenous population. Literally, hundreds of thousands died. Bam. When Cortez entered the Nochtlan, what, what ends up happening? He's like, yo, these motherfuckers got gold. Yo, I must conquer them. 
but they outnumbered. Hmm. Like, you have one Spanish soldier, right, to what, a thousand Indios? Like, how the fuck did that happen? Hmm. Fucking Cortez, he was a fucking evil G, dude. He was like, hmm. So these Aztecs got prisoners, and then they sacrificed their prisoners. Prisoners don't like that shit. They're trying to survive. Yo, I'm going to get the prisoners aside with me, and we're going to overthrow Moctezuma. Yo, when did, we didn't fucking learn, dog. Why are we banging against each other, dog? Why do we have, you know, I'm Hondureño, you're a fucking Chicano. Like, colonial borders shouldn't mean nothing to anybody, bro, homie. Nothing. Mm. Like, we need to learn. Like, that's how the Aztecs fell. They fell from disease, and they fell from the conquered people rising up. And then after uh, Cortez wiped everybody else out, then he went after the people that sided with him. And you would have thought they would have been like, oh, shit, now he's going to do that to us. Hmm. You know? So like, It's a trip, bro. See, to think this way, like, humans, we can be putting our minds on things that will have a positive outcome in reality. But, you know what I mean? History has taught us that m people that are in it for for materialistic reasons you know, they always go towards the negative, meaning they kill for that, they, you know, by force. It's never a good outcome when, when, when the, the interest is on materialistic items. That's true, bro. That's very true. That's very true. I mean, as an older OG Vato, what I teach my guys now, you know, thanks to the creator, I'm now a captain of the Brown Berets, and I what have I my little unit here. And what I teach these youngsters, these, you know, teens, 20, 30-year-olds that come in is I'm like, Yo, look, first of all, man, fuck capitalism. Why the fuck are you running to the Nike outlet and giving me those brand <laughs> Jordans when we could be going to the tenditas and that money, 200 bones, just down some shoes, we could be printing that flag, know you're right. Mm -hmm. Go to the tenditas, go to the tenditas, protect our It's just interesting, though, because sometimes capitalism blinds us. Yeah. It's the baddest. We want those materialistic things. But those materialistic things are just in the border. Those materialistic things are, you know, hardworking rasa that are getting rated by You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only thing that I can see materialistic that will help that or maybe some boots and rifles. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, we got to be like that nowadays. It's sad to say, you know, in the age of Trumpism, what's happening is a rasa, the peaceful rasa that we are. We're being forced into a corner. And once you do that, yo, that sleeping giant's going to wake up, and I'm just waiting for to crack off, man. That's the thing that I always wonder, bro. See, like, I know Brown Berets, they started off being more, uh, you know what I mean, like, if they wanted pedo, like, you know what I mean? We would stand our ground. But it, it came down to a point, because it started off kind of like a branch off of uh, Black Panthers, correct? See, one. Andale. So, you know what I mean? Once, Black Panthers were more physical, you know what I mean? If, if there was pedo, you know what I mean? Se aventaban, you know what I mean? But now it seems like everything's, like, basically more peaceful, peaceful rallies, you know, marchas and all that stuff, man. Now, what is your thoughts on the fact that you know basically society is taking from us physically 
and we have proof of the border, you know what I mean, that there's, like, children in cages, bro, you know what I mean, and people, you know what I mean, parents in cages and, you know, siblings. Um, now, what is your take on, should we remain this peaceful people, or should we take back, just like they're trying to take from us? My take, dog, is we need to take back. My take is this, straight up. I'm old school, dog. I'm from the old west. I'm Chicano Tejano, bro. You got a six-shooter, you better keep that shit fully loaded because you're going to need five for the enemy and one for your brother. And I hate to say that. But what I mean by that is, you know, here in Oregon, it's a very blue state. It's very democratic. It's very progressive. But what's interesting, even though we're a sanctuary state, even though we have sanctuary cities and all that, Oregon is number two for ICE arrests. Mm. They'll straight up go into the farm, they'll raid the people, and, and we see it. We see it on social media and all that. And I'm like, yo, all these activists, you like, what the fuck? You don't got our backs. Like, what's up? So that's what I mean by keep five in the chamber for your enemies, one for them. Because to me, you can be all about La Casa. You could be all about whatever. But if you're not willing to stand up <clears throat> for a homeboy that's getting beat by the cops, whether he's black or brown, then you're a piece of shit. Yeah. And I think I think that's where we, as the Brown Berets of Oregon, are just a little bit different. With much respect, shout out to all the other Berets across our flank, Cali, yeah, Arizona, all that. But we're a little different where, you know, Oregon is 78%, 80% white. The Rasa that's here are either indigenous farm workers or dreamers, mm. you know, or dumbasses like me that came and never left, right? And so, all right, so then what are we going to do? I think now is the time where we have to fight back. It's interesting. White people are taught that. Oh, you got to fight for your rights. Oh, you got to stand up. What are we taught? No hablas, no hablas, don't speak up, don't make, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. By nature, by our beautiful indigenous nature, we are a peaceful people. Yeah. But yo, yo, that time is gone. They did the marches in the 60s and 70s. And even then the Black Panthers were like, all right, that shit ain't working, now we need Mm -hmm. an arm of razor. When are we going to do that? That time is now. Check this out, bro. I'll give it to you like this, bro. Um, okay, let's take for an example la, las pandillas, bro, the gangs. You know what I mean? Especially out here in Cali, where I'm from, we deal with that red and blue. You know what I mean? Norteños, Sureños, and shit. Um, now, there's, you know, it's more than just the history of how it started, which is like a, you know, pinta issue. You know what I mean? Prison issue that with some shoes or whatever bullshit. But it's deeper than that, bro. At this point, it's deeper than that. Because there's a lot of people that lost their lives on either side. So that's in that aspect, it probably will never end. Because there's the family members of the... You know, family members that remember the death of this particular person. They want vengeance. So it's all going to be towards vengeance. And that's the same with our people. Our people have been, you know, fucked over by by the Anglo Anglo Saxon for so long that we cannot trust this this race. We cannot trust their race, and not only that, but it's deeper than that. How many people have died because of we're trying to fight to, I mean, not only be equal but shit to be recognized as a people. You know what I mean? How long has this fight been going on? So it's it's deeper than that, bro. You know what I mean? It's like, like you said, it's a sleeping giant. We're gonna wake up because we've been asleep, like. We haven't really stood for our what, what 
pertains to us. You know what I mean? We haven't really fought for it. I mean, there was a Tierra Maria, you know what I mean, where, you know, they held up the court and all that. But, I mean, followers, bro, the homie didn't have followers like we should have properly. You know what I mean? That's the issue. That's right, bro. You have a, you have a really good point. That's right. There was Tierra uh, uh, Maria. There was Catalina Island. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and you're right. You know, when you really look at, when you look at the evil Gavacho and the government, bro, one thing that the powers that be, fucking FBI, CIA, all that, the, the worst thing they did that just killed us was COINTELPRO. And that shit wasn't just 60s and 70s, because, I mean, I'm an OG from the 90s. I remember the truce back in L.A. with Crips and Bloods and all that. But what happened was... All those OGs that got either killed or sent to prison are either dead or still serving time. Mm. So then you have this younger generation that remembers, yo, I remember my tío got killed by that mayate. I remember my tío was killed by that black dude. Man, fuck that. And it's like, yo, but you don't realize your tío is trying to talk to you or like turn your shit around because he's wised up. That was all planned. Yeah. You can't tell me that shit wasn't planned. Mm -hmm. That shit was Cointel Pro in a different sense. Mm -hmm. And so, again, you have people that if you subdivide them, they're easy to conquer. Oh, yeah. It happened, it happened with the Aztecs. It happened with the gang culture, the prison culture. And you're right. The time for sitting at the table and having these peaceful talks and marches, you know, even with white allies, is over. The way I see it, you want to be an ally? Yo, when I get locked up, bow my ass out. Hmm. Yo, when my, when my soldados get locked up, yo, can you go and tell their moms? Can you go tell their wives? Yo, you want to be an ally? Here's your chance. Because we've tried. We've tried the peaceful ways, dog. It's not working. Mm -hmm. So now it's up to us to try to be more tactical tactical is up to us to try to go back to our you know indigenous roots if you really look at our history shit that happened that repeated we can learn from dog mm -hmm. if you look at Poe an indigenous Pueblo leader in Nuevo Mexico he did that same thing the Spaniards came up through the Camino Real. They came up through my hood in El Paso, Texas. They came up to Albuquerque. And then when they were in Burke, they were like, yo, yo, let's go into Santa Fe. We're going to create this Spanish royal, you know, compound. And we're going to fuck all these Indians over. And that's exactly what they did. Hmm. And Poe, who is a Pueblo Indian, was like, oh, all of these Pueblo Indians, yo, why are we fighting each other? These motherfucking white Spaniards and their white Jesus, they're killing us left and right. <laughs> We don't accept Jesus. They burn us at the stake. Mm. And Paul was like, man, fuck this. And if you look up and do research on the Pueblo revolt, this one leader rose up, united all the Pueblo Indios, and they fucking killed those Spaniards and drove them back to El Chuco. Oh, and shit. if you know your geography, El Chuco to Santa Fe is about 1,500 miles, a 10-hour drive. Yo, 500 years ago, they did that shit on foot. Oh, shit. He drove them out. That's what's up. What? That's fucking dope. See, that's what we all should be, like, investing our time into, bro. La neta, like, you know what I mean? Because I think that, like you said, you know what I mean? History sometimes repeats itself. If we don't know where we fucked up, where our ancestors fucked up, how are we going to be able to do it right the next time? This, this time around, you know what I mean? And, like... I'll go um, kind of add to something that you mentioned, like about the, you know, the um, the Spaniards coming in and doing all this bullshit to, to our people. Like, you know, the word cholo came from them 
um, you know, making it seem like we're animals, like our ancestors were animals. So they right. they they call us cholos. Well, basically, it's a it's a short uh, that comes. A short term that comes from the whole word, which is uh, Choloitz Quintlil, I think it is. Choloitz Quintlil. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, man. So that comes from that. And they seen us as fucking animals when they were doing the fucking killing. They were doing the fucking animal-like behavior and shit. So how the fuck were we the animals? And that, that kind of, that story goes on and on and on with the European. They go, I mean, there's Christopher Columbus, there's all these motherfuckers that come in and just take whatever they think they want, whatever they think is theirs, and they kill off. It's like me going to a fucking white family's house, killing them all and saying, this bitch is mine now. Same fucking shit. You know what I mean? So how the fuck can they not see that? You know what I mean? Of course they see it. But they don't really care because, you know what I mean, they're trying to take whatever whatever they want. But it is what it is. You know what I mean? we got to take that shit back. But you know what it is, dog, is it takes a big amount of humble humility to realize. And, you know, when you talk about white fragility, it, a lot of them, when you face the facts that your people are the cause of genocide for thousands of years, a lot of them, they can't, they can't handle that shit. Mm-hmm. A good example of that. Is when I was in Nuevo Mexico. Nuevo Mexico is straight up 50-50. If you're not Raza, you're indigenous Apache, Navajo, Comanche, Pueblo Indian. And I'll never forget the job I was working at. I had to go to different reservations, right? And so I was like, yo, this is the dopest shit ever. I'm driving out in the middle of fucking nowhere. I go to a Hopian uh, a reservation, and I remember I'm helping the people there, and I had two elders. That they wouldn't even look at me, dog. I was fucking tierra to them. And I was like, yo, did I fucking do something? Did I offend somebody? Like, what's up? You know, I, I, and every time I would go to a different res, I would try to, like, study up on the culture because I'm not trying to offend nobody. Like, these are, in my words, in my opinion, these are my brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I'm trying to check myself, like, yo, why, why are people tripping on me? And then an indigenous carnala told me, she was like, yo, can I just tell you? Can I just be straight to you? Can I just speak to your heart? And I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, what's up? And she was like, yo, you know who Geronimo is? And I was like, fuck yeah, man, he was fucking Apache. Yeah, Muscadero Apache. Yeah, he was, he was a revolutionary. Yeah, yeah. And you know what she called me, dog? She was like, well, you know why they called him Geronimo? That's a Spanish word. And I was like, uh, no. And she spouted off his real name, which I can't pronounce. And I was like, uh, hmm, yeah, no, where, where did he get that name? And she said, it was your people, Mexican federales. They went and raided his house and fucking killed his wife, raped his daughters in front of him. He broke free, hunted every single one of those fuckers down. And as he was scalping them alive, they were praying to Santo Geronimo, salvame. Saint Geronimo, save me. I was like, oh, are you serious? She was like, yeah, fuck you, fuck your Christianity, fuck your Catholicism. That's why we don't like Mexicans. Mm. You know what, dog? And I researched it, and I hate to say it, it was true. Dang. It was true. So you know what I did the next time? The next time I went to that res, I sure enough went to a little swap meet, 
chopped it up with some uh, Mexicano vato. He gave me a screen print of a Geronimo shirt. In the back, I put fuck Catholicism. My job, you know, I had to be all professional. I walked in with a jacket on, and I took it off, and I started helping people. <laughs> and that's how I got respect, because oh, I admitted it. That's dope, man. That's dope. See, when it comes to um, when it comes to religion, bro, it's a whole nother thing. Like before, I, um, I mean, before we get into religion, bro, I want to talk about a little bit about the fact that uh, the problem in Mexico when it comes to our own people and you know discriminating within their own raza. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with like issues that that are occurring constantly out there because of rape, because of like the skin tone, more more or less. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all colorism, dog. You know, when you look at, of course, I'm going to use some words like, quote, unquote, Hispanic, Mm. quote, unquote, Latin, Latino. I know that there's conversations around those words, but just to generalize, I'm just going to say raza. When you look at raza, it don't matter if you're fucking Cuban. There's black Cubans. There's white Mm -hmm. Cubans. Look at Carmen Diaz. That bitch is white as hell. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Um, when you look at Mexicanos, same thing. You look at Univision, you look at Telemundo, those motherfuckers are literally ass white. Yet, when I go to Chihuahua State, Sonora, they're dark as fuck. Mm-hmm. When you look at Raza, literally, we are children of the earth, homie. Mm-hmm. When you look at Raza, literally, we are different colors of dirt or clay or sand. We're light brown, we're dark brown. Some of us are damn near almost black. And... You know, in terms of colorism, you know, I remember growing up, and I remember some tios and tias being like, oh, you better get out of the sun. You don't want to be too dark. (laughs) Oh, hold up. But it's so funny to me that I live in Oregon, and I see tiny boots on every motherfucking corner. (laughs) These motherfucking gavachos, they love that shit. Oh, you're tan caramel color. Oh, are you Arabic? Nah, bitch, I'm Chicago. Let's get out of here. Yeah, that's another topic, bro. You know what I mean? White people trying to be trying to get you know tanned and all that. That that's a, now that's a trip. Like, and then they go out there and, and, and start calling black people you know the n word. They go out there and start calling us wet bags and shit when they're trying to become brown and fucking selves. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> they want to be like a so bad dog. It's an inner hatred. They want to be like us so bad. They they love the hip hop culture. They love anything with fashion. But you can thank a black man or woman for that. They love the skin tone. They love the accents. Well, you can thank a brown man or woman for that. They hate us so much, but yet they want to be like us. I mean, check this out, bro. The what I would say the Chicano style of the '90s, like you know what I mean, La Cholada, you know what I mean, Dickies and all that. You know what I mean? It's become uh, kind of like a, what's it called? Uh, like a Halloween costume, you know, for, for white people, bro. It's become something like that where they they dress up for Halloween like we're some, like we're some kind of fucking disguise and shit. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, can we do the same about white people? Can we go around, you know... You know what I mean? Like with, with the Starbucks freaking mug and, you know, a sandwich in the other hand, some fucking crackers and, 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 and wine and shit. Should we start doing that? I mean, like, is that going to be a, a costume, you know, that we can wear on Halloween? Yeah, that's straight up cultural appropriation, dog. Straight up. Like, it's funny because, like, that's our style. You know what I'm saying? Even when you look at old gangster rap from the 80s and 90s, everybody was sporting Dickies and Pendleton's, dog. You even had... 
brothers, black people sporting Dickies and Pendleton. Like, that was straight up OG Khalifa style. Um, our style. Like, we invented that. And it's so funny because, you know, in terms of cultural appropriation, white people are empty. They're soulless. They don't have their own culture. Mm-hmm. What do they have? They stole. Apple pie. You know what I mean? So when they see something that's spicy, that's trendy, they grab it and they exploit it. You know, mm. and then they dress like cholos for Halloween or whatever. Man, I love that time of year here in Oregon because I love G-checking people. I'm 350 <laughs> pounds. When I run up on them, man, they just want to shit themselves. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, no, I am not a cholo. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. I guess That's imagine right. this. You know, going back to what you were saying, dog, you're very wise, homie, because... If you Google search Cholo with an X, uh, it's a dog. It's an indigenous dog from yeah. northern Mexico. The Spaniards are comparing our own people to butts. We were animals. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The one that walks like, you over after death? Yeah. yeah. exactly. Like in the movie, uh, what was that movie that they, uh, that cartoon, that cartoon movie, what's it called? Uh, uh, um, uh, what is that one called? The one where they show the dog, but the, sh- the, the dog is all like stupid and stuff. Like, I don't know. Uh, what was that? Coco, yeah, Coco. But the dog is supposed to be a wise, you know, creature. You know what I mean? That's right. The myth. But in the movie, it's all stupid. Like, it's all, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's weird, That's bro. That's right. Oh, dude. And that was just Disney doing a popular version of cultural appropriation. Culture, there you I go. Lie, I saw it. I was like, all right, that's cool. But then the more you know about Disney, yo, all Disneyland resorts are unionized and they treat their workers like shit. That's oh, why yeah. they had to get unionized. Yo, if you Google search uh, Disney cartoons from the 90s, there's fucking subliminals in that shit. Oh, and yeah. My little girls supposed to watch that shit? No, fuck that. There's fucking like 666s everywhere. There's like images of dicks everywhere. Like, it's fucked up, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, when when someone asks you why do you why do you talk in this way, where it seems like you're you're not, you know, I mean, like you're not considerate of other of other races of whatever they're going through. Because I've been asked before, why do you sound so angry about the issues that you talk about? Because it fucking angers me. It angers me that there's no justice. That it's obvious what's going on, but everyone turns their fucking head to the other way. That's what angers me, you know what I mean? But, like, what do you come back with when, when they ask you something like that? Like, why are you so angry about these topics? Straight up, homie, you got a good point. The, the thing I tell them is I say, you know, science has proved that DNA carries memory strands. Mm. And they're like, all right, all right, cool. And then I'll tell them, how would you feel if for 500 years you were always fucked on, spat on, pissed on, hmm. raped? forced to take up a different religion, forced to change your name, forced to leave your home, and I'll just keep going and going, hmm. and the religion's looking at me like, God damn, shut the fuck up, and then I'll tell them, would you be angry? <laughs> and that's the opposite, like, they haven't gone through all that shit, and they went on and fucking killed everyone, like, what the fuck? Like, damn, like, and they still don't, like, at least apologize, shit. Like, you know, on behalf of all white people, on behalf of all fucking Europeans, we're sorry for putting you through this bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? For real. You know, again, dog, look at the historia. When you look at the rise of the Roman Empire way back in the day, those motherfuckers ruled half of the known world, including Espana. But what a lot of people don't know is other than the general Hannibal from Africa, 
if they conquered different uh, regions and you weren't quite like those Italian Roman motherfuckers were, you didn't get a position of power. Mm. Your ass was fed to the lions in the Colosseum, and that was their downfall. They exploded, they conquered too much land, and the local indigenous populations were like, man, fuck these Romans. And they rebelled, and Rome fell. And it's a matter of time before that's what happens to quote-unquote, the man, whether it's the government, white people in general, uh, Europeans, like, it's basically that. Like, mm. there's so much history of just white people in general just taking over, it's eventually going to implode. It has to. It happened before. It's going to mm -hmm. happen again. Yeah, man. Now, let's get into religion, bro. Um, me and my jefita, we always discuss, and I feel bad, dog, that, you know what I mean? She she believes it so so much to it, to her core, that you know what i mean that this religion is gonna save us like you know what i mean she believes it so much and she believes so much the fact that you know what i mean that all these things that they say that are supposedly factual are factual you know what i mean and um i always tell her like you know i hate to say it but this is not our religion this is not ours like you know we uh who we are that we were aztecas you know we were you know Oh, that's not what we what we praised and she would just like get so angry you know what i mean like just like oh si no quieres ser católico pues no más no seas don't be catholic if you don't want to you know what i mean and i'm like you know i'm not gonna force myself to do something that i i believe is not the real thing like you know what i mean i'm not gonna force myself i just can't i'm gonna feel like like i'm faking myself i can't do that now tell us about your experience bro the, the first experience that you really had that really changed your mentality towards religion? You know, the first experience, you know, especially on the border, like everything is straight up Catholic. Mm -hmm. The first experience is, I remember uh, many, many years ago, back in the 90s, it was uh, during Dia de los Puertos, I was visiting some graves, I was doing my shit, burning sage, and I was raised Catholic. I did have a rosary and all that. And I remember doing research on La Virgen de Guadalupe, which... A lot of people don't realize her real name was Tonanzin. Mm -hmm. Once you know that and you research Tonanzin, Tonanzin was a real Aztec princess. Mm -hmm. She was a relative of Montezuma that after the Spanish killed everybody, this young woman, shout out to all the strong carnales out there, rose up and started killing the Spaniards. Now, we're talking, like, tactical shit. Like, if you really read, if you can get into, like, uh, uh, libraries in Mexico and read up on her, yo, like, she was a straight-up G. She would, like, get, like, straws and reeds from creeks, dig holes, bury herself underneath the straws and reeds, all her and her soldiers. And when the Spaniards would march over her, she'd pop up and start jacking up, just bam, bam, just mm. taking them out. Like, straight up a tactical warrior princess. Well, obviously, she got killed and whatever. But to honor her, the local people started building statues and praying to her. So, you know, then here comes Catholicism. And they're like, yo, if they're really respecting her and playing her, we need to substitute one deity for another. And then here comes La Virgen, you mm. know? The greatest thing that religion did to us is basically hustle us. I remember being in second one, in Segundo Barrio in El Paso. I remember watching, you know, a table and this dude had like cups and a ping pong ball and you had to follow it and you would make a bet, where is it going to land? And then you lost the bet or maybe you won it and then you walked away and you're like, oh shit, my wallet's gone. And that fool was gone, he was <laughs> ghost. 
that's what religion is doing to us. They're blindsiding us from the fact, and then they're robbing our pockets. Mm. You know, when you look factually at what all of Mesoamerica was, I'm talking from, you know, California, Utah, all the way down to fucking Peru, Argentina. When you look at all that vast land, we had beautiful cities. Mm. We had Tenochtitlan. We had literally highways where runners would go and carry messages. We had uh, local governments where we would govern ourselves. We had royalty. We had better life expectancy back then than we do now. We had medicinal herbs mm-hmm. and cures for themes back then that they're just finding about now. Big right. Pharma's trying to suppress that shit. So here comes religion, and you know, what did it do? They burned down the temple, they built a church. And now you gotta pay a fee to get in. You gotta donate to the poor. Well, most churches that I know, they're big, beautiful buildings, but I see homeless out there. Yeah. I'm like, yo, where's all that money going? And then now priests are molesting little kids, man, mm. fuck all that. Fuck all that. We, we can't be blind anymore. We cannot mm. be blind anymore. We have to open our eyes. 500 years is a long time. When is it that we're going to be, like, waking up? I'm not saying that maybe there was some about the name Jesus and he did great things. But that message was so far diluted, and I know my own history. Yo, Tupac Amaru, the Incan from down south, mm-hmm. he literally said, if this is how you treat people who worship your God, I'd rather eat fire and worship my own gods in hell. <laughs> and then they burned down all his gold, and they fed it to him and killed him. Wow. That's and crazy. that's a Catholic for you. That's crazy, bro. And, um... I'm glad you brought up the fact that, you know what, there might there might have been a Jesus because, I mean, even though I come off as, like, biased as fuck by already coming in with the mentality that, you know what I mean, of the facts, of the facts of what really happened. So, you know, it, it might seem biased, you know what I mean, whatever. But, you know, um, I want to give the other side the entertainment as well, you know what I mean, and talk about the other side. And with that, I want to mention about the appearances of like all these like virgins that appear in different locations and you know and saints that appear and stuff like that. And there was one in um in um port in in Portugal that that you know there was a saint. Oh, 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 what was it? Uh, saint Mary. Uh, I forgot what saint appeared yeah, to a I big crowd, big crowd of people. Now with that said, bro, for the people that believe because of these appearances and stuff like that, what do you got to say about that? You know, what I say is, you know, props to the devotion you have. If you could be that devoted to seeing something, then I would hope that when I speak or I'm at a rally that you would be that devoted to me because basically they're just believing a sign. You know, if you research things that the government is doing now, research Project Bluebeam. It's basically a way that you can project a mass image onto clouds. Mm. It's basically a way that you can project a mass image onto a floor. It's like a hologram. Mm. And so then I'm like, yo, if you could have believed a spinning sun and this chick saying I'm Fatima or whatever, are you going to believe Project Bluebeam? And Mm. what are you going to do when that quote-unquote false prophet says, yo, I'm here, everybody looks brown, has got to go, and then there's like a civil war. And that might sound a little far-fetched, but that blind devotion can lead to a very, very uh, 
our case. Like, blind devotion to me, it, it, it kind of creeps me out. It kind of scares me because I'm like, yo, I could be blindly devoted to something, but hurting little kids, molesting people, hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. the Vatican is like this billion-dollar building, yet there's world hunger, hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yo, you got to wake up, dog. That's true, bro. That's very true, you know. And, you know, people that we have followed through the ages where, you know what I mean, when it comes to, you know, someone making a change, like Malcolm X, like Corky Gonzalez, like, you know what I mean, we, the list goes on and on and on, you know what I mean, we see the same outcome. Them being, them being quiet, I mean, them being like, you know, them being stopped from whatever they're doing, you know what I mean, at, at their, you know... At the prime where where they're barely getting some momentum, you know what I mean, and we see it on and on and on, bro. Like this, this is no coincidence, you know. Now, who do you think is really the ones pulling the strings? You know, I I used to think it was like the government, like the man. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to remember, I'm an OG. I remember talking to fools from the 60s and 70s that they were like, oh, it was, you know, uh, J. Edgar Hoover, the, the FBI director, like, it was the man, and the man was like the federal government. You know, and I hate to say it, but I actually think it's bigger than that, dog. Yeah. I think there is a select group of evil white individuals that control the whole fucking world. Right now, the United States is just a puppet. Israel, I mean, another fucking puppet. You know what I'm saying? What they're doing to the Palestinian people, that shit ain't right. Not mm -hmm. at all. So there's different... So for what I feel like is I feel like there's different puppets going on and you're like okay well here's a puppet here here's a puppet here you follow the strings and there's the puppet master and it's just a select few like literally that 98 percent it's really those two percent that are the puppet masters because once he starts thinking that then it's really bigger than quote unquote the man then it's just really bigger than racism because then it leads into classism oh, yeah. straight up man i've seen so many people when i say I have met a poor-ass gavacho from Eastern Oregon, hard-working fool on the farm. He sees me, he sees my compañeros, hard workers on the farm, and we're just hard-working people, and we have something in common, but then I see this piece of shit, coconut rasa that made it, <laughs> sold his people out, changed his name from Jesus to Joey. I'm like, motherfucker, I knew you as Joey. Doesn't want to speak indigenous languages or Spanish anymore. Isn't brown. He's like Italian awful. I know your people. I know your tia. And they're sellouts, dog. And it now goes from classes or racism to classism. And really, it's still the same culprit. It's those puppet bastards. Mm. Damn. See, that's... It, it gets deep, bro. It gets really, really deep. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Yeah, man. Now, when it comes to the military, bro, I know, you know, back in the, when was it? The 60s when that whole thing was going on where they were telling Raza that if you go out and fight, you know, um, we'll give your family members um, the green cards. You know what I mean? So the Raza went out there. They fought their asses off against whatever they were going through at the time. Um, and then they, you know, a lot of them died, you know, and bodies came back to their hometown and jefitos right there you know crying for their son um and yet no green card for anyone you know what i mean now how do you feel about people of color going into the military bro bro i feel like if you're black brown indigenous or rasa 
you have no business being in the white man's army. Not the Navy, not the Air Force, not the motherfucking Coast Guard, not ICBP, not the Border Patrol. You have no business. It, it's, again, history, dog. You know, going back to white Italians and Europeans at Rome and the way they expanded their empire is when they would go and conquer people, they would bribe people. Hey, so you're a local leader there. You can tell us when the armies are going to form or whatever. That happened back then. I remember growing up with my jefito. I remember watching old westerns. And you would see, you know, blue and yellow uh, Union troops, the cavalry riding into, you know, go and kill the wicked Apaches. And they had an Apache translator saying, yeah, these are what they're going to do. You guys can take them out. And they would, they would promise their Apache translator, yo, we'll make you a soldier too. And then after they're done killing everybody, they went and lynched his ass. <laughs> Same thing happened with the Spaniards. When Cortez came, who was his translator? La Malinche. She was Aztec, dog. You know what I'm saying? So, like, at some point, when are we going to wake up and be like, yo, these motherfuckers offer us. <laughs> we're such a devoted people. We buy into the American dream. Mm-hmm. We want to assimilate. We want to be peaceful. We send our, you know, children off to wars, and then they come back, and we still get fucked? Nah, we got to wake up, man. We don't belong in that shit. That, that's the problem, bro. Assimilating, bro. You said it right there. Assimilating to what the fuck we got going on here. Like, why would you want to... I mean, it's one thing to, to do it, you know what I mean, to do what you got to do, but be conscious enough to realize that the European is not there to fucking help you. Bottom line. You know what I mean? Like, somehow, some way, you know what I mean? They're gonna, I mean, I, I work, bro, because I work in a school, you know what I mean, with the elementary kids. And I see the staff members all the time, bro. You know what I mean? They're like, just, you know fake smiles and things like that and then you know i mean you could just tell bro you could just tell these type of people they're just like i don't know bro it's like a different type of way that they are and shit like you know i mean uh, of course there's those you know there's those white people that are you know cool whatever because they grew up around you know our people and you know they they have our our lingo whatever but um for the majority, man, they're just fucking two faces, bro. They they tell you one thing and behind your fucking back, they're calling you a fucking spick. For sure, man. And you know what? That happens here in Oregon too. Like I was just saying, with you know the white liberals and Democrats, they march, they post all this fabulous shit on Facebook. But then why are we second in the nation for ice arrest? I don't see those motherfuckers out there trying hmm. to stop, you know, CBB. Uh, uh, agents from ripping off, you know, some poor mom from her kids or whatever. I don't see that shit happening. Mm. And then, you know, I mean, to speak to what you're saying about the elementary schools, you can't tell me that shit's not planned. That, when you do research on the school-to-prison pipeline, yo, it used to be black and brown were the highest incarcerated. Now it's straight up black. And it's been like that for many, many years. And when you really research the school-to-prison pipeline, I truly feel like they're conditioning young black and brown minds. All they're going to end up being is forced labor inside a prison camp. Mm. That's all. That's all. So when you say, you know, I should have been in elementary school, that shit does not surprise me one bit. When you look at social media, just this week and last week, twice in Florida, a little black girl, six years old, was arrested. Put in the back of the squad car just for acting out in school. And I'm like, shit, in my day, they would have put your ass in the corner. Who the fuck are you calling cops? Why is why is it never a white kid that they're doing some shit to? Why is it always a person of color, bro? That that that's totally fucking uh 
you know, obvious that they're trying to fuck with our people. They're just they're just there to like to like just harm our people in any way they can. You know, what I mean, it's fucking obvious. Exactly, bro. That's why I'm saying you can't tell me it's not planned. Yo, I'm from El Paso, Texas, bro, a.k.a. El Truco. When that motherfucker shot up the Walmart, I just knew. I was like, oh, my hood? Oh, my God, the Braves are going to get his ass. There's so many black people that retired from the military there that ended up being Panthers. They're going to get his ass. And, you know, I hate to say it, but there is a lot of rust in the police department. I know somebody's going to flare. They're going to chop his ass up. Nope. Hmm. White shooter, arrested, still serving time, alive. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Arrested, bro. Arrested. Oh, if man. I would have been one of our man, we would have been dead and gone for some bullshit like that. Yeah, we would have been dead before you would hit the ground, <laughs> Yeah, man, that's some fucking bullshit, man. Hey, check this out, bro. I interviewed this one dude. Uh, he goes by Mr. Checkpoint. And this, this homie, um, he is a white dude, you know what I mean? But... It, it was a dope conversation for the fact that, and I'll tell you this, bro, he he mentioned something. We were talking about a certain topic that really made made me, like, think, like, outside the box. So what we're talking about, because what he does, he goes around and he, um, he basically stands at checkpoints to warn people before the cops starts fucking with people. You know what I mean? So he's a fucking, he's a G, bro. In my book, he's a motherfucking G, bro. Um, and now he does this for the injustice that the law stands for sometimes, you know what I mean? So he, he does this service for people just for just because he believes in it, you know what I mean? So we were talking about the fact that since he's white and he's doing this and the cops may not really fuck with him as much as, as a brown person would, you know what I mean, would be, you know what I mean, being interrogated more by police. And he and, and then I and then I mentioned to him like, do you think that in order to fight this prejudice from the white people towards brown people that does there have to be like an inside uh work that has to be done within the, the the race and he said yeah because since i'm white he says he says well since i'm white you know i'm able to do certain things that brown people wouldn't towards the police and i'm like you know what that's a fucking great idea if these white people do want to really help us you can help by fixing your internal uh internal problems you feel me yeah, man, amen to that, straight up. You know, it's funny because here in Oregon, bro, like, it's front lines, dog. Like, you can go to YouTube and type in Portland protests. Like, I mean, these motherfuckers, I mean, the cops are firing fully automatic rubber bullets at us. Like, it's straight up, like, front lines. Long gone are the days where we could be in, you know, brown and khaki uniforms and march side by side and, and, and be brown berets like that. Like, nowadays, we got to be covert, undercover, and tactical, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, man, shout out to Antifa, dog. Here in Antifa, yo, I met an Antifa priestess. And this priestess, this soldada, this white chick, she gave me an analogy that really hit home. She was like, you know, as white people, we live in white bubbles. Everybody has a white bubble. And every now and then, something comes and it'll penetrate and go inside that bubble. And it's up to you to either stop, check it out, look at it, research it, and absorb it. Or oftentimes what happens is people will be like, ah, and they move away, and there they go with their bubble. And I was like, give me an example. And she was like, straight up, police brutality. She was like, I'm white. She said, you're brown. Imagine we're marching with a black person. Hmm. I'm white. You're brown. You're probably going to get harassed by ice, whether you're a citizen or not. They're probably going to shoot him or her if they're black. And what's going to happen to me? I get to go. She goes, and once I realized that in my bubble, I couldn't just walk away. 
And I was like, yo, let's go. And ever since then, you know, they've been comrades, man. I mean, straight up, they have, there's very few of them, but they have, like, taken blows for us. Like, mm-hmm. we're chased by Proud Boys, they'll fucking step in. Cops come in, they'll fucking step in. I mean, you know, shout out to the white people that do that. Unfortunately, in my opinion, it's not enough. We need, we need more of that, mm-hmm. dog. Times like a hundred, times like a thousand. And it can start real simple. Yo, if you're white and you got a racist ass grandma and she's wearing her MAGA hat or whatever, check your grandma. Show her. Educate her. You know what I'm saying? If you're white and you see shit, go and protest. They ain't gonna do shit to you. It's you and me that they're gonna do shit to. It's fucking Tyrone or Lanisha they're gonna do shit to. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, take advantage of your white privilege and use it for the greater cause. You know what I'm saying? When you look at people like Reyes Lopez Tijerina, Mm-hmm. He had he had people that would do that. You know what I'm saying? Like if we had more white people that did that, I think eventually things would start changing for the better. But you know, it takes it takes balls, man. It takes it takes guns. Damn, bro. Damn, bro. You know what I mean? We 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 really got into deep into the fucking rabbit hole, bro. Um, now, as for you being in the Brown Berets, bro. Um, since when have you been uh, in the in the crew. So, back in uh, back in Chuco, Texas, man, being a product of a single mom, you know, I remember, I remember back in the '80s, dog, uh, morning programs and after school programs, uh, in in the in the YMCA. I remember they would march, they would have like a a Mexican flag, and they would do like this weird salute, and then they would feed us breakfast. And then now, as I got older, I was like, oh shit. They were copying the free breakfast program from the Panthers. And then I remember they would just chill with us. They would play football, handball, and then every now and then they would just, like, talk to us, dog. And then, you know, I, I grew up. I kind of forgot that. Then started, you know, hanging around with the clica and the gangas. And really, after meeting Homeboy, when I served a few months just in county, he really made me realize, like, yo, what the fuck am I doing, dog? Like, this shit ain't right. And you know, now it's called quote unquote hashtag woke. Well back then it was the same thing. Once you become enlightened to certain things, you're like, yo, I can't do that shit anymore. <laughs> I don't give a fuck for this fool ain't from my hood and I wear my colors. Uh, why am I gonna fight him or kill him when I know there's a bigger agenda out there? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so then in the nineties rolling up through Cali and then ending up here in Oregon actually hooked up with fools that were from Cali that are now living in Oregon that were Brown Berets. And then, you know, 2016 happened. Trump came into office and Brown Berets that were Brown Berets that have been Brown Berets in Cali were like, yeah, shit's about to start cracking off. Like, mm. we need to start up our numbers. And so they communicated the homies up here. They started a local Portland chapter up here that kind of fizzled. And then I took a step back and I was like, yo, you know what? We need to change shit up. Long gone are the days where we can be in Brownberry uniforms and march hand by hand and, and just call shit out. Like, yo, we need to be tactical. So now everybody has a concealed handgun license. We all got quit this. Mm. Now we're in the protest, and you can't fucking tell if we're a street worker or a homie on the corner because we're watching off our own people. And if shit comes off, then we're going to go and be like, yo, come with me. And then that's when we flash, you know, yo, I'm a brown beret. We'll have shit underneath our garments or whatever. And then we'll escort us out of any endangered areas or whatever. Like, that's how we have to be now because because of Trump. Everything that... Mm. Something this idiot is doing, 
you know, is just exasperating stuff. And Democrats are just as evil. Don Portland is a Oregon is a blue blue state, and yet we have the second highest ICE arrests. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. That's crazy, man. See, one thing I do give it up for the the pintas, even though they represent nothing but negative shit. One thing I do give it up that the raza is together, bro. Yeah, bro. You know, like like that like that uh, post I just made on my IG. If you're a big homie, you're an OG, and you can bring people together for the common good. You know, blessings to you. Creator's gonna be like, yo, yeah, I got you, and give you all kinds of blessings, man. Carmen's gonna be like, yo, we're gonna bless this vato straight up. Oruka, if you're a carnala. But the problem is, you know, if you're an OG and you're not teaching from your mistakes, mm. well, then you're just as bad as the man. <laughs> you're just as bad as the agenda. You're just as bad as, you know, those puppets we were talking about and those puppeteers. Like, if you've experienced things and you see young people doing that shit again, yo, why the fuck aren't you saying something? Mm. Now is not the time to be silent. You know what I mean? I, I met an old, old school uh, Black Panther in Portland. And Portland is really ass white. And this fool was a Panther back in the 60s. And he straight up came up to me and he was like, yo, you're doing shit right. Just be careful what you're posting on social media. But yeah, the shit you be doing undercover, I see you. And I'll say, what is this? So I, and that was Alvato in his 70s telling me that. Dang. Black Panther telling me that. And I was like, damn. Because in the 60s, like... Dude, do your research. They were in Sacramento at the Capitol with shotguns looking at Ronald Reagan like, what, bitch? Hmm. That really happened. That's you know crazy. what I'm saying? But now, now that we on the national level, now we got Trump, there's no way in hell that could happen now. Those <laughs> be dead in a minute. And they wouldn't be dead in a minute by just some cops standing right there. They'd be dead in a minute by a motherfucking drone maybe a mile away. <laughs> now the cops are militarized. Dang. that's a lot to think of bro a lot to think of the fact that as much power as we may have as a collective there's still i'm pretty sure you know what i mean the ones in charge of the nation or whatever you know making the moves and shit i'm sure they already thought of all the different angles that certain people that are rising can come up with to overthrow the the whole system and whatever, you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure they thought about it already. So it's like, is there really a way out? Like, is there really a way for us to get what is ours? Is there ever a way? Yeah, I think there is, bro. Again, shout out to all the strong brown sisters. Shout out to Tonandine. When you research her, she wasn't trying to have a conversation with the Spaniards, dog. She was in the cuts. And when they were right by the horses, she sliced the horses up. And as they fell, she stabbed them in the neck. Like, straight up. Like, the time for conversation and all these peaceful protests. If I see a Rasa doing that, I'm like, yo, props to you for doing that. But if the shit came down and an ICE agent were to come to this rally right now and say, that brown person right next to you is coming with me, I'm pulling out my quetta and I'm saying, creator, bless me, here we go. You got my back? Oh, no, no, no. We need to talk about what piece of So then I'm like, well, then I'm going to have to take your ass out, too. That's where <laughs> we're at right now. That's where we're at right now. That's what we need to do, dog, is we need to be tactical. We need to be undercover. We need to think about things forward, backward, and reverse, because you know the government has, dog. There's nothing right now that we can think of that the government hasn't thought of, that doesn't have literally people hired to think of and literally experiment mm -hmm. to. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, this is a beautiful platica, bro. And, and I, I wish there would be more platforms that would give light to this to these conversations and, and i'm sure there are you know mostly like college radio and you know places like that you know what i mean but like and i wish for a raza to support platforms like this instead of supporting some dude you know what i mean rapping about whatever it is some negative shit you know what i mean rapping about drugs you know what i mean women or whatever you know what i mean they could be talking about some real shit and supporting that realness, you know what I mean? That's what we need también. We need that support from the people to be able to push this. I mean, they have their own agenda, you know what I mean? Europeans have their own agendas. Why not have ours? We need an agenda too. We need to take back what's ours, you know what I mean? Why not? Exactly, homie, exactly. Well, you know, you're starting, dog. Shout out to you, you know. Shout out to people like Mente Diferentes that was on your show. Mm, you know, yeah. shout out to people like, you know, Mortal Technique. Like, I'm not listening to fucking hip-hop on the radio no more, dog. Unless you're coming at me with a message, then I might buy your shit on SoundCloud or whatever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how we do it, dude. You got to support within, you know. But when you really think about it, Think about capitalism. Mm. Like, I know fools that'll buy Kanye West all day long. I'm like, that motherfucker? Are you serious? You know what I mean? But then, you know, I mean, there's other people that they don't know about. So yeah. it's basically how you get your platform out there, how you educate them. Hopefully it sinks in, it resonates within their soul, and then they're like, yeah, yeah, that is, that is deep. Yeah, you know what? I will buy that shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be honest, I heard of Immortal Technique all day long. I was like, hmm. All right, so then Vato's Peruvian, have black, have Latino. All right, whatever. And then I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then I remember I was with a homie, and we were bumping uh, Peruvian Coke. Hmm. And I was like, yo, I remember that beat was from uh, Scarface. And he was like, I hate the way, just listen to the lyrics. I was like, all right, all right, all right. And then we were listening to it. I was like, yeah, that motherfucker's speaking game. You know the CIA brought crack into black communities back in the day. Yeah. So now I was like, ¿Cómo te llamas ese way? He was like, Moro to me. I was like, what the fuck, Moro to me? And I started doing research. I started listening to this shit. And now I got like two or three of his CDs. Mm. That's I would love to have the homie on the on this platform, bro, to have these platicas, you know what I mean? Cause, uh, and the homie goes on, he's gone on CNN, talked to, you know, to these white people about certain issues. This this guy has no fear when it comes to that type of, you know, you know, you know, to be in platforms like that and CNN. You know I mean, that's kind of intimidating for myself, you know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm not at that level where I can, you know, be more fluent and talk more, you know, and kind of in their language because i mean i type uh, i mean the way i talk is kind of calo you know what i mean so i don't really get down like that like i should be to be able to fight them with their own words and shit you know what i mean but um yeah man shout outs to the homie immortal man he's doing his thing for sure man yeah for sure man for sure yeah kinda hey man bro this was a like i said man a beautiful platica man and i really enjoyed it and you know i appreciate it bro that you gave me some time to you know really put this out there for the for the rasa to really listen and really you know adapt to these these thoughts and you know to at least get something moving in their brains about the the movimiento that we should you know continue you know what I'm saying? Big shout out to you, bro. You're doing big things. Getting the word out there, that's where it starts. Getting the word, starting to think about it. The revolution 
they don't start in the streets. They don't. St- it starts one place and one place only, and that's invented, dog, mm. in your mind. Decolonize. You got to start checking shit. You know, if you're Catholic and you go to church, start looking around and start questioning shit. If you're in a clique, start questioning shit. Look at what your homies is doing. You know what I'm saying? If you're if you're locked up, grab a book, dog. Fucking mm-hmm. on social media, like start checking your shit. Like that's where the revolution starts, homie. It starts in the mind first, you know. And usually the platicas are what gets the mind going, dog. Yeah. So you're doing big things, homie. That's how we get this shit done. That's what's up, man. Lobo, man. I appreciate it, bro. You have a great day, homie, and continue this this uh, powerful message that you're spreading, homie. It's beautiful, homie. Simon, gracias, carnal. Peace and love you, man. For all the raza out there, we love you. That's what's up, man. Peace out, homie. Peace out, dog.